Today we're going to be talking about faith in the perspective of the finished work of Jesus Christ to a point where it can just bring peace to our hearts. Amen. Right, we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Hebrews 11 and verse 1 and this we're going to use as a foundational scripture. The reason why I'm going to be talking about faith is I found in my own life and in the lives of many people that I've been speaking to when it comes to grace and faith, it is uh, when we feel a little bit of doubt in our heart, like for instance, you're driving somewhere or your kids are driving somewhere and you're feeling a little bit of fear, I wonder if they're going to be safe. And now you think, no, but I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I confess that they will be safe. And then all, of the, time, all the time or sometimes your mind wants to run away with a bit of fear and now you feel that you are doubting and from that doubt you are doubting if you are having faith or not. Now uh, that brings instability in our relationship with God. When it comes to faith, faith is not supposed to be another thing we worry about. Faith is supposed to be the thing that comes to you that actually brings you peace. It's like somebody that's out on an island and he's dying without food there and uh, somebody comes past with a small boat and he, he sees the man on the island and he says to him, or let's, let's say there are many people on that island and there's somebody with a small boat and he says, I see that you are struggling here, I will be back, I'm getting some help. The moment that person says that, those people on the island will then have faith. That faith would be based on this person that has appeared to them and promised them help and quickly went away to get the help. That faith there shouldn't be another thing that they are concerned about. Nobody on the island is supposed to think, well, do I have enough faith? Is my faith great or is my faith small? Neither should, you go, should they go for lessons in faith. They, um, that faith would be something that would comfort them that would um, bring them peace. It's like if I go and visit somebody and I'm on my way there and I'm late, I will tell my wife, just give them a call so that they can know we are on our way, we're just running uh, 10 minutes late. Why? Because that confirmation brings forth a faith or a persuasion in their hearts that causes them not to stress. And that is exactly what faith is all about. God came and did something in Jesus to take away our fear, to take away our anxiety. But we have come, and traditionally in church, we've been in a place where we've analyzed faith, faith from a law perspective and a works perspective, wherein we think that we have to uh, basically pay God with faith points, and that I've said many times in these broadcasts, and we think that we need to do some faith work towards God and when we do that then God looks supernaturally at our hearts and our minds and he says do you doubt if you had any doubt then you know I cannot actually do something for you and we've then applied this faith towards stuff we've believed for a breakthrough we have faith for a healing we have faith for uh, finances and we've got so much faith for stuff and as we are believing for stuff, and in that time we find a little bit of doubt, then, then we are doubting if we actually have faith. 
I found many people when they open their hearts and are just honest to the, to the core of their being, they say they've even doubted if they're Christians because they believe in the Lord, they have faith, sometimes they don't, they, they don't see things come through, don't see things come forth uh, that they think should come forth and then it is just a, a whole mess and they think, well, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why this didn't work out. If this doesn't work out, what does that mean? Does that mean um, other things are also not going to work out? Does that mean uh, they're doubting their faith? Amen. That is what is, um, what is then going on. So when it comes to faith, God has come and he has actually then made it possible for us to have peace, to have joy, to have uh, uh, absolute rest. And that is what this whole faith thing is about. It's not about, it's not supposed to be another thing that we stress about. When we were under the law, we had so many things that we, that didn't work out, that wasn't working, wasn't, um, you know, we thought that, we saw that we couldn't measure up to the standard. And now with faith, it's become another work. Can we measure up? Now, if we go and just have a look at what faith really is, according to Hebrews here, we're going to see that faith is actually something that is um, easy to have. And I'm going to teach you today that as you are a Christian, you never have to settle for the emotion of doubt when you, in your hope for certain stuff in this world, feel fear or anxiety and when you feel that fear anxiety think Lord what's wrong with my faith I want to tell you in my life if you ask me Bertie do you believe that everything will just go well with you I would say to you no I don't believe that um, do you say or, or let me put it this way the right words would be Bertie do you sometimes have a fear that things might go wrong and I would say yes I do Yes, I do, but I don't feel I'm walking in doubt. Um, I'm not doubting my faith. I, I still have strong faith, and in the midst of that faith, there might come times of persecution, times of difficulty, or times when fear grabs my heart, or any of those kind of things. I'm going to tell you, you can have strong faith, and in the midst of that strong faith, you can have some form of fear in your heart. Th that is so. You might say, but Bertie, these things don't go together. It does. And because we don't understand that, because we don't see how faith really works, we've come to a place when we deal with normal things in this life and normal fears in this life that knocks at our heart, we immediately think there's something wrong with our faith. And instead of continuing in faith, in the faith that we've always had, and resting in the Lord, we will, um, it's, it, you, instead of doing that, we become anxious and we try then to work up faith or make things work. Let's go back to the example of the people on the island. When we think of the people on the island and what, what's going on there, when they are stranded there, there's 50 people there, somebody with a small boat, and now that person is, is away and he said, I'll be back soon, I'm getting some help, uh, and as he leaves, you're going you're gonna to find those people when they see he's, he's gone, they might, I mean the faith that that person was there and the faith that that person told them what he told them is still in their hearts. 
They continue in that and they are happy and they are excited. And if two hours later you find uh, a snake going through the camp there, you're not going to find these people when they are afraid of the snake and afraid of that situation say, well, I've now doubted, um, you know, and I don't have any faith anymore that I'm going to be saved by this person from the island. And because you're now finding some form of a trouble on the island, while this other person has made the promise, you're not saying I'm doubting my faith. You're saying I still believe. I'm fully persuaded that that person was here. I'm fully persuaded that he said to me, he makes me this promise that he will go and get some help. And now I've got a, a confident expectation that this person would bring forth and manifest what he has said. And that we call a hope. So I hope you hear what I'm trying to say. When problems come into everyday life, it doesn't mean we're not having faith. This world does have its problems. Like I said, if I'm, I'm going to Brazil, if I say to you that whenever I get on an airplane, I never have a thought that this airplane can fall, then I'm lying. Because many times when I'm on airplanes, the idea and the thought comes to your mind that this thing can fall and that it's unsafe uh, in some form and that something is not a car that when the engine breaks down you just get out and fix it I mean it, it goes to the ground and th that's that's what happens so if you if I must go and get into an airplane and I feel a little bit of a little bit of fear and I feel it's scary or if there's bad turbulence and you feel a bit scared that kind of thing I'm not my nothing happened to my faith because I now feel that since when is my emotion the indicator or the foundation of my faith? No, that is not how it works. Now, let's read Hebrews 11 verse 1 and get right into the teaching. It says in 11 verse 1 here, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made, of things which do appear. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead, yet speaks. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him, for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God but without faith it's impossible to please him for he that comes must for he excuse me for he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of him that diligently seek him now that passage most of us know off by heart we've heard it so many times in the word of faith circles but let's look at the foundation of this it says now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The word faith means a persuasion that something is really true. So the persuasion that something is really true is the substance, that word substance, I've heard many people teach it as the molecules or the stuff. We can teach it that way, but I like the Greek there which says the foundation. Faith or the persuasion that something is really true is the foundation from where we have an expectation 
or a hope. That is, that is what it says. So faith is the foundation from where we have a confident expectation. You remember the scripture in the Bible that says, always give a reason for your hope. Now that is what faith is. What is the reason? What gives you a reason that you can have a confident expectation? That is called your faith. Now in the case of a Christian, we truly believe that God is the creator. We believe that Jesus, or that he was incarnated into human flesh. I mean all of us, you, you cannot call yourself a Christian without believing in the incarnation. We believe that God became a human, we believe that Jesus died, and then we believe in a physical resurrection. Now, this incarnation, death, and resurrection, wherein God is the creator, this is called the Christian faith. That is the Christian faith. We have faith that it is true. We've got a confidence, and we are fully persuaded. We are of the persuasion that God was really incarnated into a human being, Jesus. That persuasion wherein we say that that human Jesus took our sin on him and then died our death, conquered our death and was raised up as a brand new man, that is faith. That is our faith. That's what we believe. We believe that Jesus, the human Jesus, is Lord over our sin and our death. That is our faith. That is what we are persuaded is true. That is our faith. And that is the foundation from where we have the expectation of immortality, an immortal human body. From that expectation, we don't find the Apostle Paul going around and I mean, I've challenged many people, and if you watch this and you can, if I say this, just want to switch this off, uh, I pray that you don't do that, but that you listen through this message and hear what I'm saying so that you can have peace and comfort and walk in the power of God today. We don't find the Apostle Paul going around ho uh, a teaching on healing. He didn't do that. There is not one passage or at least one chapter or half a chapter in the Bible where the Apostle Paul teaches people on how to walk in healing and how to go and do signs, wonders and miracles. He doesn't do that. Because that was not the Christian hope. <laughs> Those signs and wonders were signs of the Christian hope. That was called the testimony. That we can call a testimony. They received testimony. Now, when the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, we need to ask ourselves, what is the Christian hope? What is the Christian hope? The Christian hope, the Bible says, we have been born again unto a lively hope in Peter. And what he's talking about is that the Christians has got the hope of the resurrection, which is an immortal human body that cannot die, as well as a life above sin, above death. That is the hope. So, there's, there's two things. We've got the, the Bible says, there's three things, but we're going to talk about the two. Faith is the foundation from where we have a confident expectation on what this foundation dictates to us. This foundation says that there was a human that took my sin and took my death and was raised from the dead. 
when this human was raised from the dead, since he was and became me and you, what can we expect from this resurrection? We can expect from this resurrection that the very life Jesus has is our life. We can't actually even say that Jesus has a life. We can just say the life, Jesus' life is our life. Like Paul correctly said in Colossians there, he says, his, the Bible says, keep your eyes on, uh, unto heaven from where your life will appear, for Christ is your life. So, if we are saying that Jesus was raised from the dead and he's an immortal human and his immortality and his life is our life and we don't yet see that life in our life, what can we then have? then we only have the expectation that that life will still manifest in our lives, especially if the Spirit that raised Jesus up into that life was poured out on us. The reason why the Spirit was poured out on us was to bring forth the life of Christ in our lives. So, our faith is not towards stuff. Our faith is the persuasion that Jesus truly that, or that God was truly incarnated in human form, that God that was incarnated in human form took our sin and our death, and that that resurrection is true. That is our faith. That is the parameters of our faith. That is what we are persuaded of. If I ask you, what is your faith? What is the Christian faith? Then the Christian, you can't say the Christian faith is that everybody will drive a Bentley. You can't say the Christian faith is that everybody will uh, have a, a supersonic jet. We can't say that. We can only say, what is the Christian faith? What are Christians believing? Christians believe that there was a man that came and took away the sin of the world, took away the death of the world, and that in him they have the expectation now, or the hope that the very life of Christ shall manifest by the Holy Spirit inside them by the doing of God. That is the, that's, that's Christianity. That, that's what it is. So, you've got faith and you've got hope. But what the scripture says here is amazing. And this might, might sound negative to you, but I want you to hear me out in this. It says um, in verse 13, and it goes on from verse Verse 4, talking about all the faith heroes. It talks about uh, Enoch. It talks about Noah. It talks about Abraham. It talks about all the, Sarah. It talks about all the great faith heroes. And then it says in verse 13 something amazing. It says, these all died in faith, not having obtained the promises. Now, Lord, <laughs> what is that? These all died in faith. Not, not, and they have not obtained the promise. So, they had this. To them was a promise made, and certain facts was presented to them. Abraham saw the stars, God appeared to him, whatever happened. Same with Noah. The Bible says, and Noah walked with God, and God walked with Noah. So, he, somehow he had interaction with God. And from that interaction, as we have today, interaction with God, in the appearance of God in Jesus Christ and what is done, there was an interaction. From that interaction was a persuasion that God is true, and that God is a rewarder, and that our sin was taken away, our death was taken away. Now it says that these people then had great faith. That great faith. 
Um, in the fact that God said these things, from there they had promises and hope and an expectation. But they never received the expectation. They never received that. They all died in faith. Can you see that, that you can, according to this, I mean, does it mean that these people, when they died in faith, didn't have faith? I hope you see where I'm going. Because these people received not the promise, not what they were really believing in. And the Bible says they were seeking for a city of which the builder was God. They, was, they called themselves strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They were actually looking for what we are still looking for in the return of Jesus Christ. And they have not received it. They died in faith. Now that might, you might say, but Matthew, what does that mean to me? That doesn't help me. Does that mean I can have faith and never receive the promise? Well, you have to look at what the promise is. If the promise is immortality in a human body and eternal life, wherein you live fully above all temptation and all those kind of things, it might be that you die without seeing that. And we find Christians from, from Jesus' time until now, and they've all lived by faith. They've, some of them have been sawn into. Some of them have gone through great trials and everything, stood in the faith, and they have not obtained the promise, which is this resurrection. They have not obtained that, but they lived by faith. Now, when they were having that persecution, were they have, having all those things, did they now say, well, you know, my, I'm, I'm now doubting the death and the resurrection of Jesus? No, they continued to believe that. Do you think that those people that were standing in front of the animals when they released those animals, none of those Christians ever had any fear when they were killed by animals, when they were put on fire? Obviously, they had fear. Obviously, they had those kind of things, but that wasn't an indication of their faith. Now, let's go through this again. I'm going to use an example that's going to just wrap this together. Faith is not towards stuff. Faith is the persuasion that something is true. From the persuasion that something is really true, we've got an expectation. This expectation is called hope. Now, when a person has got hope, between faith and hope, this, this is where they now are, you'll find that this faith, that brings great hope, changes their lives right here. The example I can use is, let's say you live, um, you're sitting in, in somewhere in Africa, you're sitting maybe in um, Angola, and uh, you've never been outside of your city, but you've got a friend that lived with you in Angola, and he went to France, and he's now a citizen uh, of France, and he lives in Paris. And he feels love towards you. And he says, listen, man, I want you to come and see Paris. And what he does is he buys you a ticket, a plane ticket. And then he sends you the email and you've got the proof of payment that the ticket is paid. It's in your name. It's your ID number that is there uh, or social security number. It is your number. It is you. It was paid for you. All the proof is there. You've got your passport, your passport's number and name lines up with that plane ticket and the money was paid. Um, you even find the text message coming to you, reminding you and telling you, giving you the confirmation that that ticket was paid. Now, believing that the ticket was paid or being persuaded that that is not a false ticket, but a true ticket that is for you, that you call faith. From that faith, the moment you believe that, the moment the friend from Paris can convince 
the man in Angola that he really paid that for him, then that person will have faith. He will have faith that it was paid. From there, he will have a, he will have a hope to go to Paris in a month and a half when the flight leaves. So now you'll find faith and you'll find hope. But the Bible also says here, listen to this in verse 1 here, it says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. So these people, although they have not received the fulfillment of the promise, they have obtained something. And what they've obtained is a good report. And that's also mentioned in verse 39. Let me read it. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. So, what can we obtain? We can obtain a good report. And the report that these people had was that they conquered lions, they conquered nations, they, um, they were declared righteous by God. One of the reports was that they pleased God. Um, they, one of the reports that we see in Noah's life is he built an ark and conquered a cosmic death event, if you want to call it like that. He, we find the testimony that comes to his life. They all received a testimony. Let me read it again. So, faith gives a hope from faith. That is the foundation. The bottom line conclusion in the death and the resurrection of Jesus gives you a certain expectation. And although you the, that expectation um, is not reached, people might die. It doesn't mean that you will not receive testimony or a witness. It says here, or a good report. They've obtained a good report. That's what they've obtained. And we don't find them believing for a good report. We find that the good report was what they obtained. It's what just happens to them as they have this expectation. So, back to my example on going to Paris. The person that is in Angola that maybe didn't love reading, that was suffering from depression, that were going through a very difficult time, the moment he is persuaded that the ticket is his and that it is paid, all of a sudden he's got an expectation and he's got a confident expectation called hope. Hope is not, well, I just hope I'm, I pass the test. That's not hope. The Christian hope is a confident expectation based on facts. This confident expectation that he's leaving in a month and a half in between these two things, we find a new life being born from this faith that resulted into a hope. This new life is then a life wherein this man doesn't go for five lessons in joy. He doesn't go for five lessons in peace. None of those things. We find that although he didn't like reading or studying, he's all of a sudden on the internet all the time studying Paris, studying all the things that you can go and do there checking out how long the flight is. He's all of a sudden on, the pl uh, uh, on that seat map seeing where is the best seat. He is uh, speaking to his friends about that. He's just, he's, he's so busy with all these things, a brand new life. He is buying new clothes. He is where he would never be a person that goes out and talk to people. He's all of a sudden calling friends and sharing. A brand new life is born in him. And now, his 
obtained a he's obtained a testimony that talks about what is going to take place in his life. We find a brand new life is obtained by him. And this life that's obtained is not a life where he every day walk in faith, confess that they will have engines on that aeroplane, confess that there is fuel. He's not believing for fuel for the, for the company. Neither is he believing for anything. He is simply having the persuasion that the ticket is his, from there he's got a confident expectation in leaving for that flight and the in-between is all born effortlessly. Now, if he in-between here is driving in his car and um, he, he runs out of fuel for some reason, he doesn't have money and now he's afraid that, and or he, he loses some money and he's afraid, he doesn't know how he's going to um, get fuel or he doesn't know how his kid is going to go to school or something like that. Does that fear now mean he doesn't have faith? <laughs> no. It means he's just going through a difficult time. That's all it means. It doesn't change his faith. Let, let's make this practical when it comes to Christianity. <clears throat> if I think of, uh, let's say, and I uh, you know, there's a big possib possibility for us to have our own television station where we will broadcast over South Africa and uh, put that signal on YouTube all over the world where it will just be just a grey station. And the way this worked out was, to make a long story short, somebody came, gave us all the airtime for a station for free and we must now put all the content on there and have this gospel station. It's just an absolute miracle. It's like a thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 gift in airtime that was just given to us. And it is just amazing how this works out. But if you ask me, Bertie, do you have the slightest doubt in your heart uh, that this thing might not work out? I would say, of course. I mean, I think this thing cannot work out sometimes. And do you think that God is now looking at that and according to that, he decides if he can do something or not? No. I'm not even believing for this station. I'm not even believing for this to work out. All I have faith for and all that I have faith in is that there was a man that came and he took my sin and he took my death. And he was raised and his life is my life and I'm expecting the resurrection in the turn of Jesus Christ. And that's all. That's my faith and the hope. That's all that I'm busy with. I'm not busy with facing forestation. No way. I'm relaxed. My faith is not towards stuff. My faith, if I want faith, I, this is my persuasion. Jesus is Lord. I'm not even thinking of stuff here. I mean, we've, we've gone through things in our life that I can't even mention here. And, and you, you look at that and you think of, I mean, things which can cause you great stress. And if you think of Bertie, what is the right faith step? A man of faith would have done this and a man of... Man, get out of my life with that talk. I've got faith that Jesus Christ, God became a human, that human took my sin, he conquered my sin, he conquered my death, and I've got the hope of immortality in the return of Jesus Christ. And as I have this faith, through this faith, I'll find that a hope is in my life and a confidence, and I will obtain a good report. At the end of my life, when you look back at the life of Bertie Brits, you will look at his life and you will say, what a good report. He's obtained testimony. 
he's obtained a, a good report. Because that which is unseen, which is that resurrection, we find that that which is seen is formed from the unseen. So that life that I am not seeing, which belongs to Jesus Christ, from that hope and the persuasion that that is the that can only come to the where I can only come to the bottom line conclusion that I will have that eternal life, that persuasion that's in me, that expectation that comes from this persuasion, through that I find that that life shapes my life today, wherein I am not the master of my own life, where I use faith as a tool where I try to create my own life. I want to tell you, I'm not sitting here and I'm faithing for a safe flight. I'm not sitting here and I am faithing for um, an offering. I'm not faithing for anything. My faith is not towards any stuff. My faith is simple. I can only have the persuasion that Jesus died for me, took away my death, gave me his life, and that he, through his spirit, will give me life and immortality by his doing. And that's the bottom line conclusion I have. One of the meanings for faith, the way I can say it is, the Bible says it's a persuasion that something is true based on facts. Another way of saying it is, is, by, is to come to a bottom line conclusion by connecting the dots. So as you connect the dots, well, a man came and he incarnated human flesh and, that, and, then he, and he was sinless. And then he became sin. Then he will say, but where did he get the sin? Well, Adam is mine. Okay, so that life is actually mine, another dot. Okay, and then he died. Oh, th that means I died. Okay, and then after three days he was raised. Okay, bottom line conclusion, if he was raised, it must be, well, that must be me then. Well, uh, that man that's raised there, I am absolutely sure that this is the truth. But what does that conclude then? That concludes that that life in the resurrection is also mine. And since, and then I find that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the earth, the very Spirit that raised Christ from the dead and was poured out on all flesh. So what can I expect? I can only expect that that life will manifest in me. And by simply Having that faith unto hope, that's all you need. You need nothing more than that. That is all you need. Jesus is Lord over sin and death and over the sin and death of all people. That is the, the biggest faith you can ever have. That is called the measure of faith. We've said now to each man has been given the measure of faith, meaning there's a little bit and then others got more and more and more. No, the measure of faith or the Christian faith is that God conquered the sin and death of man and gives man eternal life. That hope we have to see it, you might die. I mean, how many Christians, if we look at uh, Kenneth Hagin, he died, did he receive the promise of an immortal, physical, immortal body? He has not received that, he's still awaiting his promise. He died in faith, but did he obtain a good report? Did he obtain... Was there a testimony about his life? Was there, let, let's read, read that passage here again um, in Hebrews. It says, it is the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Did he obtain a good report? Yes. 
He did. He did obtain a good report. How many of the great, what we would call faith heroes, have not received the promise? But you see, what we've made the promise is, the promise is a car and a this and a that. No, the promise is eternal life. And since we've made the promise a car and a jet and those kind of things, we've taken all our faith towards stuff instead of just having our faith towards the finished work of Jesus Christ. Now, this is what I want to say in conclusion. If I look at my life, you might say, Bertie, do you ever get the feeling that, um, that your child might be in an accident? Or do you get the feeling that there might be a time when you're not going to pay something? Or do you sometimes get scared when you look at what happens in the country? And I would say to you, sometimes I do. It is not something that governs my life. It's not the foundation from where I live. It do, but to say to you that that never happens, I would be lying to you. Now, if my faith is never having any doubt that South Africa will be a perfect country, while you look at what some of these people do, then I'm going to tell you I'm going to go nowhere in my life. I'm always going to be defeated. But in the midst of that, when I feel the guilt of what was defined by the word of faith as small faith, I laugh at that guilt. Because if I now feel that, and I say, <clears throat> you know, well, I don't know if South Africa is going to make it. Let's say it that way. And I mean, the Americans, you guys watching from America, all of you guys are so guilty of that. Not that I want to point the finger, but I haven't found one Christian um, that on Facebook writes something about politics. I haven't found that they can be there, but I haven't found them anxiously calling for supernatural prayer and power because our country is going down. Now, if you are living by that, and I found that in every nation I've traveled, when you speak a little bit of politics, you find people are so concerned. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. But, oh Lord, just do something. So now, if you live by, well, I must always be positive, I must always be confessing right, I must do all those things. You know what you actually happening, what's actually happening? You in your heart have got guilt and fear. And somehow you try to talk it away or, or, or that kind of a thing, you're not dealing with it. The way I deal with it is, well, my life is not determined by what I confess all the time about our nation. My faith is that my faith is not for this nation to come right. That's not my faith. My faith, the Christian's faith, is that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the Christian faith. That he conquered sin, conquered death, was raised from the dead, and now through his resurrection, his life is my life, and the promise is an immortal human body resurrected wherein we will dwell with God, wherein physical death was conquered and wherein I fully share in the life of God. And I haven't seen one Christian from Jesus until now attain that. We are all waiting for the return of Jesus to the point that we will then see those glorified bodies, a new kind of a humanity manifest in this physical earth, wherein even this planet shall be changed to be conformed unto the very glory of these people being resurrected. Now, if that is my Christian hope, I want to tell you I haven't seen that anybody attain that. My expectation is that I will attain that. If it happens in the return of Christ now, then I will be changed in the twinkling of an eye 
If I die, I will still receive it since Jesus conquered death. Now, in this time, in the meantime, what I feel about our country is irrelevant. I cannot measure my faith about what I feel about South Africa. You know, in the old South Africa, people were just praying, Oh God, just don't let apartheid sink, because if apartheid sink, our nation is gone. And others were praying, Oh God, just let the ANC come into, into leadership, then all corruption will be gone. <laughs> And whatever they faced, faced for didn't work out. Neither the apartheid guy's prayer was answered, neither the ANC's guy's prayer was answered. It's all a mess. And now Christians will find that we measure our faith by these events and if it's fulfilled or not or whatever. I can't measure my faith if somebody gets healed or not. No. The hope that I have is immortality and I will have a good report. And you know what was the good report mentioned in Hebrews here? I mean, many Christians wouldn't even want to hear this. But some of the good report, reports here was, um, I hope I can find that now. Um, it says, they were stoned. Talks about these people now. It says, women received their dead, raised to life again. This is one of the reports, one of the testimonies, or one of what, what verse 2 says, obtained the good report. Women received their dead, raised unto life. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. So here are people now tortured. Their faith allowed them to be tortured. My goodness. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yes, moreover of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn asunder. They were tempted, were slain with a sword. Did they believe to be slain with a sword? No, but they were. Did they faith for that? Now I want to say, as a person hasn't faith for being slain with a sword, in the same way they haven't faith for having a child raised from the dead. They had the hope, and through that hope, they obtained a good report by the doing of the Holy Spirit. Now, many will be afraid when they hear this, because we are still in such a great place of unbelief in who God is, that we cannot actually trust God with our life. I've come to the place where the Lord has won my heart in Him building my life. I'm not trying to faith my children's life into order. I'm not trying to faith my own life into order. I'm not trying to faith my wife's life into order or anybody's life into order. I've just got one faith and that Jesus has conquered sin and he's conquered my death and I've got the hope of eternal life and by this I just live every day. I live whatever he puts in my heart. If he puts in my heart to make this message, I make it by his power. As he puts the desires in my heart to go and preach to leaders, I just say, Lord, that's okay, you can bring it forth. And he brings it forth. And when I look back at my life over the last 20 years of ministry, I find that I can see the good report that was obtained. And to be honest with you, most of the stuff I believed for, I didn't receive. I believed for being a worldwide evangelist, just doing gospel outreaches, and I tried to use the tool of faith and I believe from this sound system to a bigger sound system, to a bigger sound system and to a bigger stage, to bigger open doors. Then I tried to faith for bigger support. And I've tried to, and you know what? It made me so tired. 
messed me up. That's what it did. And then when I came to a place where I realized Jesus died for me, my identity is in his death and resurrection. He's already pleased with me. And now I find him starting to live in me. And I just find him living through me. He's shaping my life. He is shaping my life. He's just doing, he's bringing forth all these good things. Let me end off with this. You know, my son went for, uh, about a year ago, he went for a major long lung operation where they removed a, part, a small part of his lung. Now, in the meantime, in this last year, I've also prayed for people that had serious problems with their health and they were supernaturally healed. The one lady, she was just completely healed. She's 80-something years old. Completely healed. Now, I look at now my son when he was in the hospital. And obviously we've prayed for him. And we've had other people pray for him. He, was, he wasn't healed in that miracle way. Now, when I was there in that hospital, standing there in the ICU, There would obviously be a voice, you know, Bertie, what is wrong with your faith? Now, by that time, and as the Lord has taught me this truth, I, th that voice was so faint. I, I would actually say it wouldn't even be there because I couldn't actually hear it because there's nothing wrong with my faith. My faith is that Jesus died and that he conquered my sin and conquered physical death and to the point that I've got the expectation that I will have immortality. And now, signs unto that, I'm open for it, and that will happen in my life. And we will find healings and signs and wonders and miracles take place in our lives. We have seen signs and wonders many times in our lives. But to be honest, I've also seen many times when I didn't see a miracle. And if you must be honest with yourself, it doesn't help we come with theoretical things. Let's be honest with ourselves. Be honest with yourself, honest right there, that you pray and sometimes didn't receive that miracle right away. Obvious. Obvious. <laughs> Has every person you've ever prayed for been healed? I've now had this one guy, I mean, he's going around saying all the people he prays for gets healed. Ask him to send me some of the medical proof of these people being healed. I get nothing. You know, it, it is just, it's just people say but where are the proof? Why? Because the truth is that if you prophesy in part, you heal in part. Because the end goal wasn't signs, wonders and miracles on the earth. Although it is part of the package, it's the testimony we receive. It is the good report we receive. But the end goal was immortality and a recreation of all things. And that is what our expectation is. Now, since that is my hope, I cannot find my hope deferred. I cannot also not find that uh, the temporal things here can uh, uh, sway my faith because I'm not faithing for this stuff. I am faithing in the Lord and I'm open for whatsoever the Holy Spirit wants to bring forth in my life. By His doing, I'm open and I sit back and I relax. If God wants to bring forth a TV station of which I don't have to pay any airtime, of which I don't even have to have the computers to stream it. They'll do it. They'll pay everything. If, the, if God wants to bring that forth effortlessly in my life, Lord, I'm open for it. Bring it forth. Did I faith for it? No. I only faith that he's conquered my sin, 
and conquered my death. So never again, when you think something doesn't work out, or when you feel depressed, or when you have any of those things, doubt your faith. You can just say, I'm going through a difficult time, and all you do about faith is, you just look at that faith. Look at yourself. Do you believe Jesus died? Yes. Do you believe that he was raised from the dead? Yes. Do you believe that his death and his resurrection was yours? Yes. Well, that's it. And then rest. Glory to God. Like that island. You know, people will say, well, if people are on the island, what will they say? They will say, what did he say? No, he said he will be back soon. Okay. Uh, the other one will say, I could see in his eyes that he is really serious. The other one would say, man, that is so good. And when difficult times come, what will they do? They'll go back to the facts. They'll go back to what they all saw. They'll go back to what that man said that wants to save them from that island. That's what they'll go back to. And as they go back to that, what will happen? You'll find a strengthening in the faith. And then you'll find a strengthening in the hope. And then you'll find the, the good report will be right there. Peace will start to flood their lives. Uh, kindness will start to flood their lives. So I want to say this. Don't waste your time trying to faithful stuff. Have the proof. Have your heart fully persuaded and only persuaded of the death and the resurrection of Jesus to the point that gives you the hope of eternal life and then you rest and see what the Holy Spirit does. Amen. That way of thinking removes the guilt when you, in a difficult time, feel, I haven't had enough faith here. You know, when my son gets ill and he says, my lung, and I pray for him and, uh, and nothing happens, and he says, Dad, but my lung is still paining, and now that guilt will come back to you, what's wrong with your faith? The moment that guilt wanted to come, I said, I, I, don't, I, I don't even faith for this. I'm open for a sign and a wonder and a miracle, but my faith is in that Jesus died and was raised. There's nothing wrong with my faith and nothing wrong with my expectation of immortality and we shall obtain the good report. And there my son is today, nothing wrong with him. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I want to thank you that you've watched this. I know that this is a, a challenge to a person's um, the traditional way of thinking. And it can bring fear into some people's lives because it's kind of as if you're not in control of your life anymore, but as if God can now be in control. Uh, but go and pray about this. Go and ask the Lord, Lord, what did Bhakti see and what is he trying to communicate? Because I might not now communicate this in a way that it's clear for everybody to understand but there's a truth here that speaks to your heart and all i can say is i can testify that i don't live this roller coaster life every day of you know when i feel i didn't have big enough faith according to the word of faith system uh, that i have now emotional downfalls i don't have that anymore it is just weakening completely that way of living is completely a, a fading in my life and i find that when I go to bed at night, doesn't matter what problem comes my way, if there's someone that disagrees with me, if there's something that looks as if, it, as if it's difficult, it doesn't matter what it is, there's something in my heart that just says, I know Jesus died, I know he was raised, and I know that life is my life. And as I just say that and think of that, I know that I've got the fullness of faith, and I just find that peace coming to me. Amen. Thank you so much for watching and I trust that you've enjoyed this and then I will see you again. We will, Elena and I will uh, send some messages via Facebook uh, as we travel and uh, thank you for watching and God bless you.